Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. This episode has more questions than answers. What does the phrase, I love you, mean to you? Do you only say it when you've reached a point in your relationship when you would, like, take a bullet for your partner? Or does it mean, man, am I ever attracted to you? Does it mean, I need you, I never want to live without you? Does it slip out in moments of passion only? Or do you say it lightly as a thank you? Babe, can you pass the guac? Babe passes guac and you say, I love you. How hard is it for you to say the words, I love you? The first time is the hardest, am I right? When do you say it? When you feel the rumblings of lust or attachment? Do you have rules for yourself around the words, I love you? Like never in the first month, never during sex, never when you're asking for something, never to manipulate, never in lieu of apologizing, always before you sleep, always after sex, always during sex. What if they don't say it back? What if they say thank you? What if they smile and say, how about them cubbies? Ouch. I'm a person who likes to get clarity in conversations. I like to define words. But if someone tells me that they love me, I do not ask them to please define exactly what that phrase means to them. Have you ever had someone kind of say it back to you? But like change the word to cherish or adore? Those are pretty strong words and they can hang with the word love, but what if someone answers you back and changes it to fond of or uh, like or I like you too? Um, did they mishear me? Did they think I said like? Should I say it again? I used to outright ask my stepmom if she loved me when I was a child and she always said jokingly, you'll do in a pinch. I was only seven so I didn't realize that that translation was no. I do think she was fond of me, though. Do you ever not say the words out of respect for the other person not being with you in the love zone? Or do you just say it and feel not responsible for other people's feelings? Do you say the words I love you because not saying I love you feels like an affront to your authentic truth? I'm genuinely curious. There are so many people who vary on this issue. And Aligning the words and the feelings with more than one person seems so hard. Does that ever go smoothly? There's also so much chatter these days about lust versus love. Advice that you are certainly not feeling love, you are feeling attachment. 
Everyone has a judgment on what you're feeling, whether your love is real or infatuation. But can love that begins as infatuation not deepen into real companion love? Can love that has you feeling breathless today mature into a love that helps you breathe tomorrow? Can the new love that feels as if you're drowning, like you can't eat, you can't sleep, can that not become the love that is a lifeline for you, that feeds you, that dreams with you? I came across a quiz recently from Deepak Chopra, and I want to know if you want to take it with me. So you can do this whenever it feels convenient for you. So if you're listening to this when you're driving, just think about it. But it's super fun. It was very enlightening to me. So the the quiz is that you're going to write down the first name of someone who comes to mind immediately when you think of each of these words. Okay, ready? Saintly. Passionate. Kind. Adventurous. Beautiful, courageous, tender, loyal, handsome, selfless, strong, funny, genius, innocent, admirable, talented, generous, adorable. Out of these 18 choices, Deepak says that if more than eight of your responses were fictional, you have a strong fantasy component to your definition of love. And this also holds true if movie and TV stars figure prominently on your list. You probably see a perfect lover as unattainable but intensely desirable. And you look for external beauty before intrinsic qualities. You probably do not see yourself as beautiful, fascinating, or worthy of the attention of people you admire. Then if more than eight of your responses were people that you've never met, you have a strong streak of idealism in your definition of love. You may be dependent on hero worship to give you strength. You unconsciously see a lover as a rescuer, a provider, a tower of strength, an authority, or a parent figure. If more than five of your responses are your mother or your father, you have not yet formed a strong sense of love on your own, but look to childhood models. If more than five of your responses are me, you are not answering this quiz honestly, and this indicates fear or an insecurity about receiving love. If more than five of your responses are the same name, you're probably in love with that person. If your current partner does not appear in your answers at least three times, you have not fully confronted your doubts about this current relationship. Opening new lines of communication is in order. Does that resonate with you? I took the quiz and most of my answers were Julie Andrews, so I can validate the accuracy of this Deepak love quiz. My question is, can you be so sure of your loving feelings that you go toe-to-toe with Deepak? that your knowing of your feeling is greater than Deepak's wisdom in this book. This is what I want for you, that you know and understand the feeling of love in your body, in your heart, your soul, and your mind. You get to savor or hoard the words I love you as your comfort level allows, or you get to spread the words like confetti. My understanding of love in my life has changed so much over the years. 
The more I practice self-love, self-forgiveness, and self-acceptance every day as part of my routine, the more clear it is to me that we do not find love. And it's not created or given or received. It's a skill to see it. It's a practice to open ourselves to knowing it, that it's already there. Kind of like those paintings that were popular in the 90s where you have to sort of soften your focus to see the image. I think that love happens backwards. The more you invite the feeling of love into every moment of your day, the more romantic love is knowable to you. We feel love first, and then we get the romantic love. The pulse of it is here always. The potential for more and deeper love hangs only on how willing we are to surrender our resistance to it. Stay curious. Stay open to your knowing. I love you. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, we magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me. <laughs>